0: This is Comic Geek Speak, episode 1536, Comic Talk! i'm shane kelly i'm adam murdo
1: and i'm chris Everly.
0: i do love that song <laughs> and welcome to the show this is another comic talk we were going to do something else but we've pushed that aside a little bit because we have a. Uh, some good talk about the the recent DC announcement.
2: Uh-huh. And we also have kind of a limited amount of time tonight. So. Yeah, a
0: little bit of limited time. We both, Chris and I both have kid duties.
1: <laughs> indeed, indeed, indeed. <laughs> Not
0: poopies, duties. Um, <laughs> but first, this episode is brought to you by the fine folks at InStockTrades.com. Go to their website for all your trade paperback and hardback needs. If it's on the website, it is in stock and ready to ship to you. Uh, check out their front page. They always have sales and specials going on. I take advantage of them quite often, and I'm and I'm happy to do so. They're great folks. They're the sister company of D C B Service, and uh, bro, it sounded like Kermit there. Um,
2: <laughs> oh, you are wearing green. Tonight. I am wearing green. And it's Eagles not green. Easy. green. No, it's wearing
0: not. Green. I made that joke earlier tonight, <laughs> <or> earlier today. <laughs> um, but go there to uh, instocktrades.com. Check out their specials. Look at their best-selling. I think it's a top-ten list. It's always a, a great uh, gauge of what's hot and mm-hmm. what's interesting to read, and there's a lot of stuff I get off of there
2: yeah, I always like to when check I do order. Out myself. Number one right now is Green Lantern by Jeff Johns Omnibus Hardcover, ah. Volume 1, 42% off at seventy
0: two fifty. Nice. If you missed out on that, read it. That's, that's my, some of my favorite Green Lantern writings. So that's instocktrades.com.
1: I Boom. should point out, by the way, Murd, that that Green Lantern Jeff Johns Omnibus will probably be a raffle item, a wild pig on nice. May second. All right. Well, our nice. FCBD sale.
0: I'm going to give somebody some money to put some raffle tickets mm-hmm. in for me.
2: Yep, that is a primo offering. Those raffles, Chris, are always oh, a can't miss.
0: Fantabulous. Thank you, brothers. To the Murd, I'm pointing for some announcements.
2: Oh, yes, yes, yes. In the absence of our uh, usual. Uh, well, de facto producer Mr. Chrisman uh, He asked, He reminded us about some reminders <laughs> Sorry <laughs> He actually sent us a, uh, an email Reminder
0: of reminders yes, to exactly. be reminded A about reminder, about reminder about reminders
2: That's that's the subject line of uh, the email that he left us before uh, Heading for sully, sunny California
0: Which is good because I'm forgetful
2: And so three things he wanted us to re- He wanted to remind us to remind you about Our gentle listeners uh, First of all um, uh, Coming up uh, at the beginning of next month will be the uh, final presentation of the Comic Geek Speak Best of 2014 Awards. The nominations process has been completed. It's it's all been announced in the episode released uh, last week, episode 1535. Um, I, I am remiss in that I have not yet posted the full slate of nominees in each category on the Comic Geek Speak forums. I apologize. I have been busy, but I, I will rectify that before this week is over. Uh, so you can go to the thecomicforums.com and find the thread for the the uh, Best of 2014 Awards to read the full slate of nominees for all 16 categories. It is not too soon to start voting. Um, You have until – I've decided that uh, the polls are going to be open until uh, 11.59 p.m. on Sunday, March 1st, so that gives you exactly a month between the closing of the nominations and the closing of the uh, official vote poll uh, to – Right in uh, with your choices. Uh, So, yeah, eventually the nominees will be posted on the forums, and uh, you you can uh, email your choices uh, uh, to bestof at comicgeekspeak.com. We ask that you vote for only one nominee in each of the 16 categories, and uh, while we won't insist that you uh, vote for something in all 16 categories, uh, you must vote in at least 12 of them, okay? You can take a pass on four categories, but no more than that. Any uh, ballot that uh, we receive uh, in which uh, uh, any more than four categories have been omitted, uh, that will be considered an incomplete ballot and will not be counted. All right. And then we will be recording during the first week of March, we assume at this point, uh, the uh, CGS Best of 14's final awards show. So uh, you've got a few weeks to think about it here. uh, But uh, vote early and vote often. (laughs) That is a reminder one. Uh, Reminder two – Uh, Coming up shortly after the uh, Best of 14 awards voting uh, will have uh, been closed uh, is the 10th anniversary of Comic Geek Speak. We have a little shindig planned uh, for Saturday, March 7th in celebration of that. Um, And uh, there are uh, a few details to share about that. Uh, We've shared them before, but we'll share them again. Uh, We'll be going to Shady Maple Smorgasbord probably Mm -hmm. for breakfast on that (laughs) morning. And after that, we will head over to – We'll probably come back here to the Comic Geek Speak studio to show around anybody who's never been here before and would like to see the place. Um, Then the plan is to make our way over to the Fairgrounds Square Mall outside of Reading uh, to the Golden Eagle Comic Shop, which is where uh, at 12 noon Eastern time, we will begin recording uh, our uh, 10th anniversary program. And there will be a, a panoply of geeks in attendance, as many as we could scrape together, which will be... Hopefully pretty much all of them. And a uh, good time will be had by all. Uh, the, the Golden Eagle is planning some sales, uh, the, some kind of special uh, uh, coincident uh, promotional uh, discount thing that they're, they're planning to do on that same day during the recording. And we'll probably be hanging around for the rest of that day. Maybe some kind of dinner plans will be made. I know uh, Ian Levenstein is planning some kind of outing to uh, Alebrije, I believe, a okay. Mexican sure. restaurant uh, in the same general neighborhood. Uh, For Friday night before the recording Cool So yeah, there will be some stuff going on that weekend So uh, if you're anywhere nearby and would like to make the trip out Or even if you're nowhere nearby, even if you're on the west coast (laughs) or living on a different continent We've uh, actually heard rumblings from a couple of people Might uh, make trips of uh, that length or comparable to be with us on that day I've already canceled a plan to attend the wedding reception of a oh. friend of mine. So. Wow. <laughs> That's well, dedication, folks. In fairness, this was on my calendar first, and I told her ah. I could come forgetting which date it was. So I, I've yeah. yet to break the news to her. Well, well, Adam,
1: if you hadn't been there, it would not have been a complete celebration, so I'm glad you can attend.
2: Thank you, Chris. It's just, yeah. It seems like I think I'm needed more here, honestly, to, <laughs> than at my friend's reception. She'll have plenty of other friends around to, to entertain her. All right, and now reminder number three is about uh, the uh, fourth annual London Super Comic Convention going on at London's Excel Center on the weekend of Saturday and Sunday, March 14th and 15th. Uh, Brian's Deemer and Chrisman will be there, probably running around helping to run things, pulling strings, you know, and uh, I myself will be uh, chained to the Comic Geek Speak booth most of the time, I imagine. But uh, something important happening that weekend in London, though, uh, coinciding with the convention – uh, will be a special charity auction uh, organized by our friend uh, J.K. Woodward. Um, it'll be a charity art auction happening uh, on that Saturday, March 14th, at, uh, na- at 7 p.m. London time, or 1900 hours, um, at the uh, in the bar area of the Aloft Excel Hotel, adjacent to the Excel Center, where the convention is is going on. And uh, J.K. Woodward and a number of other artists, uh, many of whom have been you know, personally, well, personal friends of the show and of Jamie over the years have uh, had, uh, donated some artwork uh, for this uh, auction to raise money, which will be donated to the American Cancer Society in Jamie's memory. So something else to keep in mind.
0: Very exciting. And that's great. That's great to for JK to start that and pull so many things together to make that happen. Uh, yes. That's very cool.
2: JK is a good egg. Oh, see. my gosh. Yeah. Look forward to seeing him over there because you know, he used to live in London for a while. You
0: know? Oh yeah, oh, I didn't know that.
2: Oh, yeah, a long while ago. He used to frequent Camden Town, hmm. I think, before it uh, became the, you know, tourist dominated area that it now huh. is.
0: I knew he was over here. I know he's on the west coast. I didn't know he was over there for a while. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yep,
2: for a time he lived in London.
0: Nice. I wouldn't mind living there. I'd have to get there first, but I don't. Oh yeah. Mind well, living yeah. There.
2: <laughs> Load all your positions aboard a Tramp Steamer. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Make the couple-month trek across seas. All right. So this episode, we're going to talk about two things primarily. The first one is going to be the big DC announcement that happened over the weekend. Um, I I was hoping something like this would happen, but it, it kind of surprised me in the way they're doing it, the titles that are coming out of it. They're... Stopping the branding of their new Fifty Two, so that'll be off the cover. Which I, I kind of think that's time. It's it's been over three years. It's 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 been time enough. It's not new new anymore. Right. It's it just, hasn't been new or Fifty Two. Uh, yeah, really. for, for a little while, quite
2: a few months now,
0: and and that's fine because because I'm ready for that to get off the the cover. Um, but they're also with all the titles they've gotten rid of, they're replacing with twenty four new titles, some limited series, some ongoing. And then there's a list of the regular titles that are continuing. Um, We're not going to go into every single comic book. I don't know that we have the time to go through 48 books. Um, But we'll certainly highlight ones that that pique our interest. I'm just going to read through the titles. Not even the creative team so much. We'll talk about them as we talk about different titles. The new titles, brand new titles. Batman Beyond is an ongoing. Batmite is a six-issue limited series. Bizarro is a six-issue limited series. Black Canary's ongoing. Constantine, the Hellblazer, is ongoing. Cyborg is ongoing. Dark Universe is ongoing. Green Lantern, Lost Army. Doomed. Earth 2, Colon Society. Dr. Fate, all ongoing. Harley Quinn, Power Girl, six-issue limited series. Rux is an ongoing. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Good heavens, that's the way my list faded out. <laughs> that's silly. Justice League of America. Justice League 3001, thank God, is an ongoing, Martian Manhunter, Midnighter, Mystic U, Omega Men, Prez, Red Hood and Arsenal, Robin, Son of Batman, all ongoing, Section 8 is a six-issue, limited series, Starfire, and We Are Robin are ongoings. Now, the continuing titles that are not brand new, just since the they're continuing their numbering, is Action Comics, Aquaman, Batgirl, Batman, Detective, Batman, Superman, Catwoman, Deathstroke, The Flash, Gotham Academy, Gotham by Midnight, Grayson, Green Arrow, Green Lantern, Harley Quinn, Justice League, Justice League United, Lobo, Secret Six, Sinestro, New Suicide Squad, Superman, Superman, Wonder Woman, Teen Titans, and Wonder Woman. That's a pretty darn good list of stuff.
2: Mm -hmm. A lot of the uh, returning ongoing series are going to have their creative teams intact, though some of them will be shaken.
0: Yeah. And and I was happy to see that, that, that there can be some change, but not an overabundance. Um, if we get even just a minute towards the end of the episode, I'll talk about a couple things that I've caught up on over the last two weeks, which I, I've been thrilled to catch up on some titles. And one of them or two of them are DC stuff. So I'm, 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 they're really good. <laughs> um, but of more interest than I think to, to all of us is the new titles that are coming out.
1: Prez, baby,
2: Prez. 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 Now that we know that Prez and Brother Power the Geek and, uh. Oh, what are they called? Uh, uh, the Sunshine League. Is, they've got their. All the uh, silly, psychedelic 60s characters now have their own <laughs> parallel Earth in the DC multiversal firmament. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah, so, what did they call them? So They'd, they were seen in uh, Morrison's Animal Man.
1: I don't, remember I don't remember that.
0: Oh, oh, and all of this happens after the 2-month convergence event with all kinds of titles spanning all kinds of time periods from past to present DC histories and universes. After convergence is divergence and then all of these titles come out of that. If I remember reading the article correctly. Um some things that jumped out at me that I, I figured Murd must have hit the ceiling for is Batmite and Bizarro. <laughs> Even though they're limited series, which is fine, I was just excited they're there. I I don't know that I could have guessed that in a thousand years.
2: Yeah, they, they were a bit of a surprise. Yeah, I'm sitting here trying to... <laughs> Trying to find out what the name of that—it uh, was like Magic oh. Lantern and Sunshine Superman. Now that's probably where I got the name Sunshine. <laughs> and one other—they were just like tripped out versions of the Justice League, and they, okay. they were among the characters that uh, uh, shimmered back into existence thanks to the Psycho Pirate in, uh, in Animal Man number like twenty-four and twenty-five. Huh. Right. I'll come up before the end of the episode. I'll just rhino it out. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, but anyway. So yeah, Batmite, uh, written by Dan Juergens. Yeah. You know, continuing the uh, trend here of uh, a creative – well, not not that Dan Jurgens has never written anything before. He's got some fairly extensive writer credits too, Oh, sure. But, absolutely. Uh, a, a lot of the things I'm seeing here are uh, people who are more famous for their penciling than their writing getting a chance to write a few things, hmm. which is something that DC was trying at the, the onset of this new 52 thing. Yeah. So Dan Jurgens trying to say he's writing both Batman Beyond and Batmite.
0: And I'm I'm very intrigued by Batman Beyond because I kind of gave up on that a while ago. Not that it's bad or anything. I, I've picked up some of the trades that have come out that I never picked up the issues on. But to me, kind of out of nowhere other than they brought him so heavily into Future's End, which I'm woefully behind on, um, that to have a Batman Beyond ongoing book like this, I'm kind of excited about that too.
1: I'm just appreciating the the art. <clears throat> I'm looking at some – uh, character designs for Batmite by Corin How oh. just just magnificent. I mean, talk about just nailing the essence of a character. Yeah, uh, these, like his, the expressions on his eyes, and what I really love about it, I'm, I'm looking at the list of, of titles you just read, Shane, is how diverse they are, and how they're they're exploring areas of of sort of DC's let's call it multiverse at this point. Yeah, that don't necessarily get as much play, especially in terms of their own titles. So. It's exciting. This and, is really interesting stuff here. And
0: it sounded like the the whole point of of this change in the status quo is to not be so held down by continuity. Which is also kind of different for DC. They've always been very continuity heavy. Even at the at the resets of of um like Crisis and Infinite Crisis and um oh gosh, what was the one in the in the early '90s, oh, zero hour, zero hour, zero
2: hour crisis in time. There,
0: there's always things that that while I enjoy them and I, and I'm perfectly happy with continuity, they are very, very continuity heavy all the way through their history. It seems, it, at least in my opinion, um, I don't know that Marvel ever worried about continuity quite as much as DC. And now, to me, it seems a little bit reversed as as things ebb and flow. DC's trying to get away from that and just tell good stories and. Uh, Marvel with their Secret Wars event and everything coming after that, with the whole revamping of the of the Marvel universe to new titles and um, redoing that entire universe in a very crisis like way, is is a little bit more continuity driven. I think at the moment, the way it sounds anyway, to start everything over and start fresh with here's a new continuity, um, kind of surprising. I, I didn't think I'd ever see companies flip so opposite
2: like that <laughs> everything is cyclical my friend mm-hmm. everything that that's, has happened once will happen again
1: <laughs> that's for sure and then
2: we'll unhappen <laughs> and then we'll happen again
1: <laughs> it's just a question of how how well is it done when it happens again and again because if it's done well and in a way that maybe is a little innovative it's it's always an enjoyable read yeah because murd's right it's it's the same you see the same shtick it's just you know how they're going to spin it this time Essentially,
0: so well, and and there's not many descriptions up for these titles yet. There's some artwork up for for some of them. Um, out of out of all the new ones, there's 24 new ones coming out. I'm a little bit skeptical of We Are Robin. That seems to be the oddest, in my opinion. That is an ongoing. The way it reads on the list that I pulled from, yeah. Um, even if it's a miniseries, it would still seems a little odd to me. I'm not sure about anything titled We Are Robin, but it, it might be fantastic. And if it is, great.
2: It'll be about uh, multiple characters who have uh, worn the uh, red, t- the red jerkin and uh, yellow cape.
0: Either actually worn it, or group the way the picture looked. A group of kids taking up they're the mantle ins- of Robin. Oh, like okay. in some inspired, fashion. Inspired okay, so by you, the you've
2: seen some, of Robin.
0: some yeah. art, some art going through different websites. The, the, the part that was really hard for me is the day this was announced. I'm trying to go through different websites, and I'm, I was texting uh, Brian Nixon uh, from my friend from Utah and Fig Painter on the forums and stuff. And going back and forth, trying to see all the titles. And at first, the few, first few lists I had didn't have Justice League 3000 on at all. And I'm like, oh, my God, I finally caught up on that. I'm I'm really getting into it. And it's not on the list. You've got to be kidding me. And then he texted me later, said, oh, it's there. And I'm like, oh. So then to see some things that are now going to be there, I, I was very happy for. But, yeah, the, not the sound, not not that it mattered much, but it did sort of. I was panicking for some of these things that weren't listed at first. I'm like, oh, my God.
1: Now, Adam, as as the keeper of continuity, what's your take? I mean, granted, this is all very initial in terms of what we know and don't know, but it seems like they're making their continuity more diffuse here.
2: Well, yes. Uh, it's it's what, di- diverging from the yeah. single strand that we've had for a while. How do,
1: how do, and how do you feel about that?
2: I'm elated.
1: Oh, great. I,
2: I've always thought that uh, – that uh, continuity needs to be polyvalent like that. There, there can be multiple I – mean,
0: Excuse me. Poly what? Polyvalent. Give me a definition on that.
2: Uh, split – well, actually multivalent. I'm sorry. It's, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I'm, I think I'm mixing uh, Greek and Latin roots in, with, with polyvalent. But yeah, it means uh, uh, either having uh, – exerting force on multiple different fronts or simply divided into multiple different multifarious might be a better one than the multivalent but uh, nice. yeah multifarious just means uh, divided into multiple parts uh,
0: but and, yeah and there's your word of the day from merd
2: outstanding a couple of them in fact
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah but,
2: <laughs> But the point I'm making here is that I've, I've always been such a fan of parallel Earths and multiverses and such, sure. and then DC has finally, you know, f- for some time now they've had theirs back, but they've been dragging their feet about doing something with it. Because yeah. and the Dio kept saying, "Yeah, we're we're waiting for Grant Morrison to give his, to put his stamp on it first, give his definitive take, and just use that as a launching pad to explore this recreated multiverse that we now once again have a little further." Mm-hmm. And so with Divergence which is I guess their general brand name for the, the, the storytelling initiative that they're going to be doing after Convergence. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to be seeing stories that are going to be set in on more than one world in more than one continuity. And that's something that I think that every company with a huge and uh, varied uh, –
0: Rich, very rich.
2: rich … Uh, you know, catalog of characters and settings uh, that should be doing yeah. just in order to explore said catalog to its fullest. So we've got some things that are pretty obviously going to be set on alternate Earths. I mean Earth 2 society jumps right out at me. But uh, coming back to Prez once again uh, – and by the way, I figured I finally figured out that it's uh, uh, the Love Syndicate of Dream World. Excellent. That's the name of the group. <laughs> Sunshine, Excellent. Superman, Magic Lantern, and Speed Freak was the third I couldn't think of, the Flash analog. And uh, they and Brother Power and Prez are all – They've all taken up residence on Earth forty-seven, so I guess that's Dream World. Okay, Earth forty-seven, and I would—I think I might get a summer home there because I, <laughs> sounds like my kind of place. So you can—you better believe I'm going to be reading Prez. Though so I—I don't know who Mark Russell is, though. It's, a couple of the creators on this list are people of whom I have not heard, and uh, uh, Comic Book DB uh, didn't even contain any yeah. reference and, to and, them.
0: And I—I kind of was going through that, looking at these names, and and. Different creative teams, and I thought, you know what? Who cares? I'll just go with it and see what happens.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, as Pants always says, he he tends to follow cr- uh, characters more than creators. Yeah. And while sometimes a creator will be the uh, little nudge I need to – if I'm on the fence about buying a mm-hmm. certain thing, maybe if it's a strong creative team, I'll give it a shot, whereas otherwise I might not. Uh, there are a lot of things I see here that I'm just going to buy on the basis of character. Oh, yeah, yeah. But a couple of other things that I might try for just the opposite reason. You know, I've never been such a so interested in Omega Men necessarily. But look, it's Tom, oh, King. Tom King. Yeah, how can, solo. how can you go wrong? How can you go wrong?
1: That's that's one of the ones that jumped out of me immediately because yep. I'm so in, admiring Tom's work on Grayson. So oh my gosh, yeah,
2: would love to when outer space becomes the limit. We'll just see what Tom's imagination can uh, produce for and, our and, enjoyment.
0: And just like you, Mert, I've never been a huge fan of Omega Men, but. I, I'll be darned if I'm not going to pick this up right away and read it.
1: And the art on Prez, I'm, I'm looking at the the still they have mm-hmm. on the site I'm looking at. Do you see, is the one with the girl blowing the bubble? Have you guys seen that one? At the Soviet robot, it looks like. Yes. Yeah. I'm assuming Prez is a girl in this incarnation. Could be. Yeah. It would or make sense. They're, they're from that? Us li- leading us to think that, which is interesting. Yeah. Um, and it, it, <laughs> years ago. Uh, I don't know if either one of you were on, were on that episode. Maybe Murd was. You guys did a politics and comics episode, and he did a whole. It was Peter and Deemer, and he did a whole thing on Prez, which was great.
2: Yeah, it was but, um, part of a series. It was like a, yeah. a podcast crossover event. That's right. That's where everybody right. was given a topic, and uh, each podcast uh, sur- uh, submitted their own take on that topic. And our response to the politics and comics <laughs> challenge was to talk about Prez.
1: <laughs> and, and I just remember Peter waxing episodic about the Prez having a, quote, groove room in the White House. And, uh, I'm just interested to see how they take the sort of the, the far-out, shall we say, groovy sensibilities of the original Prez and I wonder if they're going to apply it all in this new incarnation. Because um, if you've never read the Prez – I'm speaking here to the listeners – try an issue that usually you can find back, issues relatively cheap if they're low-grade. <laughs> there's nothing quite like it. <laughs> <laughs> it's exactly what it sounds like. the te- The president is a teenager. In in the in the early seventies, yeah, like an so alternate
2: just, reality in which yeah. uh, the uh, age necessary to hold office was uh, reduced to like eighteen.
1: <laughs> yes, so just 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 go with it. It's 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 groovy fun, shall we say?
0: I'm also uh, really excited for Doctor Fate by Paul Levitz and Sonny Liu. Oh a, yeah, a, a Doctor Fate series again.
2: Wow. Yep, and it gives uh Paul Levitz a little more opportunity to play with Earth 2.
0: Yeah. Just uh, just some great titles going on here. Curious about Green Lantern Lost Army. I haven't been into the Green Lantern anything recently. Um but I'm curious with with the uh, getting rid of the other some of the other Lantern titles to bring this in what what this could be about.
2: Okay, now is that an ongoing?
0: It says so on my list.
2: Okay, yeah. I see, I'm I'm looking at uh Actually, what I'm looking at is uh, the DC website, and uh, so the list I have here doesn't really tell us which one is ongoing, which is a miniseries.
0: Now, I, I wanted to write down where I got this list from. It was a website. I was doing a search and looking for just a straight-on list of everything without pictures or dialogue or anything, and, and behind some of the things like Batmite and Bazaar, they had six-issue limited series. That's where I got that from.
1: Check out uh, on Black Canary artist Annie Wu. She's done some fine work on the uh, now-ending uh, Matt Fraction Hawkeye series. Oh, okay. Um, really good artist. I think she's a great pick for uh, Black Canary. Just and I'm looking at the still of that, um, her wielding a microphone looks like in front of a, a rock band. But um, that, that's a great pick. Just a very dynamic artist.
0: It's also – the- Go, go ahead. I'm, go ahead. I'm, no, 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 I was just
1: saying. I'm just. I'm looking down the list here. Just, I love the visual for Bizarro. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, got like this DC animated feel to it almost. It's the
0: only thing I don't like is the shorts. If it was long pants, I'd be happier. <laughs>
1: I have no idea what you guys are looking at. I've,
2: I'm barely aware that these titles have been announced. I haven't seen any art for any of these things.
0: All I'm looking at is the list, but on like a like a News-A-rama, newsarama or something. News-A-rama, there was yeah. a, a some had pictures, like stills. First draft picture type things. Hmm.
2: All right, so I haven't frequented Newsarama in a very long time, but so Bizarro is wearing shorts. Yeah, I think He's so. Wearing shorts, yeah. Uh, well, I mean it's it's one that and uh, Batmite and one other thing. I, mean, I read something on CBR about this. Um, okay, so yeah, Bizarro, Batmite, and Prez; those are three that were described as uh, irreverent, funny titles. Um. So you're offbeat, irreverently funny titles, Yeah, Uh, which is what Bizarro ought to be, really. Oh, sure. I I think Bizarro ought to be humorous. Mm -hmm. The the tragic, dark, Frankensteinian take on Bizarro that so many people seem to favor, I've never really cared for so much.
0: If you did not see it, total sidebar, but Teen Titans Go! just recently had a (laughs) Bizarro episode. Where
2: it was, you am safe now. Oh, no thanks God. to Nybor. That was hilarious. I'm going to get that the, the Bizarro Teen Titans. Oh, yes, I, I, I'm going to get that on tape. That, that was, was brilliant. At my earliest convenience, but yes, that 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 definitely hit the sweet spot for, yeah. for this Bizarro lover. It sure did. That was more, a great more. episode.
0: Um, nice to also see Cyborg and Starfire get spotlighted a little bit with some series.
2: Yep. Yep. Right, so that's uh, Scott La... Is it? No, no, that's right. It was uh, Was it Jimmy Palmiati and Amanda Connor that are writing that?
0: Jimmy Palmiati and Amanda Connor writing and Emanuela... Lupacchino, Thank you. Yes, whom we met
2: at the uh, first London Supercomic Convention. Oh, very in 2012. cool.
0: And on Cyborg is David Walker and Yvonne Hayes.
2: Oh, all right. Yeah, things, that'll some be uh,
0: some nice artwork.
2: Riley Rosmo will be good on the new Constantine the Hellblazer thing.
0: I already gave... Um, Shana, a uh, heads up that uh, Harley Quinn and Power Girl are going to have a miniseries. She was quite excited about that.
2: Oh my! Well, speaking of uh, artists who are giving being given a chance to write a little more, and again, Brian Hitch has uh, written things before, but mm-hmm. uh, uh, he he is both writing and drawing Justice League, so two opportunities to get behind schedule for uh, Brian Hitch.
0: See, and that that's what I'm a little a little bit cautious about. I love Brian Hitch. Love his artwork. Love the things I've read that he's written. Really excited to see him on Justice League. I just hope it stays on track. Even if it's set up to be every other month, that's fine. Whatever it takes, if you're going to have him do it, just set the expectation right from the beginning what it is and move on. You know, maybe he's got half a dozen in the can already. Who knows? I'm excited about it, but I am a little bit uh, skeptical about it. But it just, his artwork's great. You can't deny it.
2: Wouldn't dream of denying it. I have a theory that uh, – is Brian Hitch British or American? Um,
1: I do not know, personally.
2: I don't know. I to say, I've, I've got this theory that uh, he may be a distant relative of the people who uh, uh, built our house in Stone Harbor. Oh, really? <laughs> but uh, if he's British, uh, that theory is no good whatsoever.
1: <laughs> murdered all roads lead back to Stone Harbor eventually.
2: <laughs> well, for me, they do. <laughs>
0: And I'm happy to see – of the ongoing regular series that are just continuing, very happy to see Grayson still going. That's such a fantastic series. Oh, absolutely. It just, it just blows me away. Um, glad to see Justice League, Justice League Unlimited, of course. Um, even Gotham by Midnight and Gotham Academy. I have a couple issues of Gotham Academy to read. Um, I'm glad to see that they're sticking to it to keep giving it a chance. I don't know if it's either of them are good or bad. I think, Mer, did you read Gotham by Midnight, you said? Yes. Yeah, I read and the, you liked it. Yeah,
2: the first uh, two issues, yeah. yeah. It's. Uh, I noticed that uh, Ben Templesmith is being replaced as artist by Juan Ferreira. I, I have no idea what uh, Senor Ferreira's artwork looks like.
0: Um, let's see. Harley Quinn's sticking around, which is great. Even Secret Six, as much as I don't think any of us were really thrilled with that first issue, it's nice to see it start and not immediately get cut with some change like this. I mean, it is kind of started at a bad time just before Convergence. It'll have, what, three, maybe four issues in and then take a two-month break. If that. Uh,
2: it, it might not get that many issues in because, well, it, you know, it's, I mentioned a little while ago when we did the off-the-rack on the first issue that right, uh, right. the second issue was very late eventually, and thanks to Ian Levenstein for uh, you know, cluing me into this. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, Gail Simone tweeted something about how the lateness of the book was due to a, some kind of life emergency oh, sure. a member of the creative team was suffering. And it happens. DC is being cool about it, she says, and uh, she's hoping that there will be two issues released in February now. Yeah. But uh, we shouldn't really count on that. But, yeah. but if you look here, at, uh, a new artist has been named for Secret Six, Dale Eaglesham.
0: Which is very talented, nice. Talented, talented guy. I Loved his
2: stuff on the first uh, several issues of Sinestro. Sure. And he in turn is being replaced on Sinestro by Bradley Walker.
0: I have a couple couple Sinister issues I have to read that I picked up because it intrigued me enough.
2: It is pretty good stuff. I mean, okay. I jumped off again when it uh, drifted over into another one of those Interminable Lantern book crossovers. And there's a lot of them. <laughs> That's over now, and so I have sort of allowed myself to be pulled back in. Okay. So it, it is a very good good Lantern series. Good, good. And so I'm Here's glad a- it's, it's surviving the purge.
1: Here's a question I have. because um, I'm looking at the list of all the titles here, both the new ones and the ones that are continuing. The whole Convergence event, We'd understand that as being all the different DC realities that have existed up to this point, they're all being brought into this story, correct? I think so, as, as many
2: okay. as they can fit like in. like sampling like samplings yeah. thereof, anyway. Yeah.
1: And then I, I notice, because as we look at the, the, the previews down the road, they're going to be sampling different universes, right? Like they're, they're going to go back to pre-Flashpoint for some of them. Yes. Crisis Infinite Earths for some of them. And then, and then the, these new titles are going to come out of – all of that essentially is that is that the plan, as I understand it, through the diversion series. Yes. Okay. Okay. And then we're gonna get a whole a whole new series of realities, essentially, right?
0: Yeah, except for like like the whole new Fifty Two universe. That's still going to be the mainstay, main DC universe, and all these other things are around it. Is is how I'm taking it.
1: Okay. No, again, I really like some of the choices they've made for their new titles. Yeah. Like like you said, it's but. Dr. Fate hasn't had a book in, oof, ages, for example.
0: Well, and, uh, and, and you take all these with all these universes and however they're going to intertwine with this multiverse now. You also have those graphic novels of Earth-1 still going on, which I'm enjoying. Um, I have to read the Teen Titans one, and I know there's a Superman one coming out. A third yes, one? So a third one. Um, so I'm excited about that. It was neat to see them get away from just Batman and Superman with going to a Teen Titans one. Um, but it's nice to see the Superman one continuing as well. I, I've I've been on board with them since they started.
2: Well, speaking of Superman, have you guys noticed who's uh, going to be writing the ongoing Superman book?
1: Uh, Gene Lu- Lu- Luen Yang.
2: Mm-hmm. He was the creator of American Born Chinese.
1: Oh. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but wow. an
2: indie creator now he's going to be writing you know the, the superhero of superheroes. Yeah, Superman.
1: Well, that's quite a feather in DC's cap getting a getting a creator of that stature to do their flagship character. Yeah. It's This is exciting. I I'm yeah. I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to this. Um and, and as we've all talked and joked about, you know, many times, I think some of us are getting a little burned out on New 52, so Yeah. Um this is, this is interesting. is uh, interesting. Interesting to see where they go with this.
0: Now, okay, so before we get into – I was going to wait till the end. But before we get to the next kind of segment, if if we're pretty much done with this for the moment, I have caught up on Justice League 3000, Justice League uh, through the Amazovirus storyline going on, Grayson. And I started on uh, catching up with uh, Justice League United today, loving Justice League 3000, absolutely loving it, even before the Booster and Beetle coming on was was happening um that's just been a fun book it's it's a little bit quirky a little bit offbeat they're kind of familiar these heroes that have been brought back um but it's a lot of fun i'm having a great time reading it um grayson out of this world just absolutely fantastic um nothing that we haven't said a thousand times i just finally got caught up through the (laughs) the annual and everything and um Justice League going after Forever Evil, which I enjoyed a lot of Forever Evil and, and what came out of it, especially leading into Grayson then. Um, but then I got off track with reading it and I just caught up through, like I said, the Amazo virus storyline. And I think that's a really good story. I was very surprised. I did not think it would be as interesting to me as it turned out to be and how Lex Luthor has fit into it and what they've done with him. Um, kind of surprised me, and I'm, I'm waiting to see what they do with it uh, to see how it all comes out, but uh, really good. I was so glad to be able to take a few minutes here and there and just force myself – not that I want to force myself, but force myself to sit down and read at least a book a day and try to get caught up on some of this stuff, and, and it's been great. It was a good week to do it.
1: Who, Who's writing Justice League right
0: now? I want to say Jeff Johns still is. is it still I, Jeff Johns? still yeah.
1: is too, yeah. Okay.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the the Luthor uh, running around as a part of the Justice League. That yeah, great idea.
0: Yeah, and and surprised me a little bit, and and for what Luthor now knows about some of the characters, also surprised me. Yeah.
2: I haven't been keeping up with uh, the Justice League title uh, quite as closely as you have, but uh, you know, the three ninety nine price point is part of that, and the uh, the, the it's, it's had some lateness issues uh, over the past few months. Yeah, so that's kind of kept me away a little bit too. But I am aware of Luthor's presence there, and I. I, I I picked up a couple of issues a little while ago where the Earth-3 power ring found a new wielder on, uh, yes. on Earth-0.
0: And that's an interesting uh, interesting subplot that they're going through as well. Yeah.
2: An evil uh, – well, I guess it's not anti <clears> – <throat> in, in the new continuity, Earth-3 is a positive matter universe again. So it's not really an anti-matter power ring. But yeah, yeah. A power ring slipping in from another continuity. Yeah, you know, What uh, repercussions that might have uh, you know, if it uh, comes in contact with lanterns of uh, – this reality. Right, of Earth Zero's yeah. reality.
0: It's it's interesting. Um, all right, so if we're all done with the DC announcement, which which again, we thought it was important enough, and not that we're always down on DC, but like Chris oh, said, we are all. getting a little bit worn of the New 52, so to speak. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, yeah, whenever DC announces uh, some uh, novel and interesting-sounding plans, you don't know, are yeah. right back in there and as gung-ho about it as anybody else. And,
0: and this all sounds really great. I'm really excited about this. I read this article, and... and had nothing but
2: excitement after reading it. Oh, one more quick geekdasm from me. Uh, the Section 8 <laughs> miniseries from Garth Ennis and John McCrae. A bunch of uh, crazy, like <laughs> the sixth-rate uh, superhero wannabes who meet in a sewer, basically. It's more like a support group than it is like an actual super team.
1: Well, yeah. first of all, that's the team that did Hitman, which is one of the oh, best oh, yes. DC comics for me of, of you know, the past, I don't remember, was it the late 1990s, early 2000s? One of Ennis' greatest titles, um, and the the fact they reunited that team, I'm in immediately with that. If you haven't read Hitman, I'm just speaking to people in general, do yourself a favor. If you enjoy Garth Ennis' sense of humor and then seeing that humor actually put into the DC universe itself because Hitman interacted with some of the other heroes and so forth Hmm. in a very irreverent way – it's it's a great book, and it's again it's in it. So it's always a, there's always the morality of combat and, and the friendships in combat and things of that nature explored, and of course with that very cutting dark sense of humor that that I, I so love. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that immensely. Yeah,
2: yeah very cool. Didn't read very many issues of Hitman, but no, I liked the few that I sent. Like, uh, what was it? Uh, zombie Night at the Gotham Aquarium was oh, one arc that I remember one. with the that's zombie penguins running around. <laughs> yeah, but, but, yeah, Section 8 were – I, I think I have all their appearances from the series, and I always thought they were more interesting than Tommy Monaghan himself. <laughs>
1: well, any team that has a character named Dog Welder in and- <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, dog welder phlegm gem whose the, the, the super def- expectoration was his power <laughs> the, defen-
1: the defenestrator you know this is it's great stuff <laughs> i'm looking forward to it immensely bueno <laughs> excelente.
0: <laughs> all right uh well you know what Mer, go ahead and do your mailbag
2: okay before we segue to our other major topic of the evening um, uh, we received a bit of mail uh, recently in the CGS studio. It was sent in by our friend Jason Daniels, even evening 639 on the forums. Uh, he participated in the Jamie's Avengers Marathon with us, and uh, he muddled me not too long ago, so I sent some mail to him. <laughs> and, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like it. It was addressed specifically to me. Uh, and so uh, the box contains – it's a comic book – oh, <laughs>
0: Don't get rid of that bubble wrap. I'm going to use that.
2: Oh, okay. By, by all <laughs> means, yes. A bubble wrap is, is precious. I know. It's, it is. It's a, it's a good commodity. It's a, a coveted precious material at Christmas Barn. We use it for wrapping things. Uh, but he sent along a, a little placard that I can put in front of my seat. It says, Adam Murdo, staff crisisologist. <laughs> it's made of well done. genuine wood-like substance. I love it. <laughs> and he also sent along a copy of... Uh, <laughs> It's the ultimate warrior comic. He had threatened, Jason had, that if, I, if his second attempt at muddling me uh, did not hit the mark, he was going to pull this out, this Ultimate Warrior comic, and ask a question based on it. Uh? <laughs> and uh, he, he, the note pinned to it says, Adam, I simply cannot allow your generosity in mailing Muddle the murder prizes out at your own expense to go unrewarded, so I have sent you these gifts. Enjoy <laughs> them, sir, you've earned them. I look forward to many more years of CGS and many more stimulating conversations at future events. Signed, Jason. That's Thank great. you very much, Jason.
0: Love the placard, the, the, the nameplate.
2: Love, love it to death. I'm going to put it... Well, <laughs> There's so many things piled at my seat right now. There's...
0: Yeah, we're going to have to clean house a little bit. Balance <laughs> this
2: on top of the uh, All-Star Superman DVD and the tin of Danish butter cookies that Pants' mom sells.
0: <laughs> the studio sure could use a, a cleaning of the house of things on the table. <laughs> oh,
2: Matt will volunteer to do that. But, I will uh, be
0: right here with him helping. It
2: comes at a terrible price because whenever he comes in to clean uh, th- there are always a few more uh, odds and ends. Oh, well, that's true. Bits of bric-a-brac here. that uh, mysteriously teleported themselves from his house to the studio.
1: (laughs) What I I love when I'm in the studio, because I'm not in there as much as you guys are, is it's always like you're at an archaeological dig because there's so many layers of... of, Crap. (laughs) uh, ...of of knick-knack sediment on that table, which you'll find a certain note, which will tell you about maybe something we were talking about a year ago. Yeah, yeah, that's happened. A post-it or what have you. It's always always fun and fascinating.
0: There might be an old wrapper from an extinct (laughs) candy. (laughs) <laughs> there's certainly a bottle of Captain Morgan rum on the table at all times <laughs> not that it gets used much but it's there right in front of Shane's just seat just in case which today is Mercy.:
2: <laughs> the old standby
0: <laughs> that's true All right. the other thing I thought was interesting um, and I did not know this somebody at work mentioned it and then Adam uh, was here before I was getting some stuff set up and pulled it up on the, on the main computer here that Sony Pictures brings Marvel Studios into the amazing world of Spider-Man so it sounds like Sony and Marvel have come to an agreement where Marvel will have a hand in the Spider-Man movies and hopefully get him appearing in the Marvel movies. I thought that was pretty cool after hearing about it teased all the, all these months and, and with Marvel movies that are coming up in the future, Spider-Man plays a big role in some of them. And to not have him there, while I'm sure they could figure it out and I would have no doubt they'd still be fantastic, um, I like it more if he is there.
2: Mm. Oh definitely. Well well Secret Wars in particular. Oh yeah. yeah. Well we've
1: been he- we've been hearing rumors about this for some time now. And uh is that an official release and statement, uh, yeah, Shane? As far as
0: I know, it was yesterday. Yeah,
2: right. Okay. Yeah. So Go
0: ahead, Adam.
1: That...
2: Yep. so yep, so uh it's it, it's still pretty early. I'm sure negotiations mm-hmm. are still underway. But uh yeah, apparently uh Kevin Feige of Marvel is going to uh, co produce the next uh, Spider Man picture. Along with uh, some a representative of uh, Sony, I, I I don't remember the lady's name. It was Amy something. Amy Pascal. There we go. Thank you, Shane. Sure. And uh, I mean, there's no word as yet as to whether or not they're going to completely scrap you know, whatever plans they had for the secret uh, Sinister Six movie and uh, and the, the third Amazing Spider Man picture. I've heard rumors that uh, Andrew Garfield may have been given his walking papers. Which
0: is a shame. I actually liked him as as Spider-Man. I, I didn't think he did a bad job. I had more of a problem with him as Peter Parker because he was kind of the the cool, smart, skater-type kid, not quite as introvert. Yeah, he did not come up I... as the, the geeky outsider.
2: Right? Yeah, well, and maybe, well, maybe geeky but not nerdy since yeah. the, the, there's kind of been a divergence in meaning between those two words over the past decade or so. But yep. yeah, I see what you mean, Shane. He he's, he does seem more of the uh, skate rat renegade intellect rather than you know just the, the nerdy bookish bookworm. Yeah, Parker. Now
1: is that, a, is that a rumor? or Is that confirmed that he's been released? Yeah,
2: that is by no means confirmed.
1: No. Okay. All right. Because I, I I like Shane. I I think he was wonderful as Spider Man.
2: No, I still um, didn't like the
0: second movie, but no, I, I still I, thought I, he was a great Spider Man. You
1: know, I did not care for the second movie at all, but the the, the, the way he has the patter down, the humor, um. I think he does a very good job with that. I totally see where you're coming from with the, the, the Peter Parker perspective. But I imagine if Kevin uh, Feige is involved, naturally they're going to um, you know, seamlessly try to move Spider-Man into the Marvel Universe on screen. Well, and, and it um, says
0: here in this little article, under the deal, the new Spider-Man will first appear in a Marvel film from Marvel Cinematic Universe. So that's cool. There's plenty of them where he would have a hand in, a role in, an important part of.
2: Okay, so he would be just a, a, a cameo, a, a, a I, guest appearance as part of a larger cast.
0: I think I think not necessarily a cameo. I think part of a larger cast. I think it's, it's likely that we might see him in a civil war or, I don't know, an infinity, whatever is coming down the road. Whatever grouping of heroes there are, I think he could potentially be a part of. Versus just an individual Iron Man or a Captain America or a Guardians movie or something crazy like that. I think these these ones where the heroes come together is where he might first appear, especially Civil War. Yeah, it's such well, a I'm, big part of that.
1: I'm elated to hear this because as much as I've been really enjoying thoroughly what Marvel has been doing with the cinematic universe, I think they've doing a wonderful job with it. Mm-hmm. Um, Spider-Man not being in it has always just felt wrong to me. It just, it just I, I, I can live with the X-Men not being in it. Fantastic yep. <laughs> Fantastic Four, I really miss too, but Spider Man, who is you know, is the flagship character of Marvel Comics. It, it was just a void that he wasn't there. And uh, I'm glad they're him in.
0: And I agree with you there, uh, especially with the X Men. As much as I, excuse me, loved most of the X Men movies, um, even the third one, I've really come around to, to enjoying a certain amount of it. Um, they were, for the most part, for the better part of my early reading for years, in their own little world, doing whatever the X Men were doing. All their crossovers were inter X Men crossovers. They might go up in space to see the Shar Empire sometimes, um, but they didn't cross over to the main Marvel universe all that much. Know
2: right. exactly what you mean. They were kind of their own little subsection yeah. of the Marvel universe. Could cross over if they needed to. Yeah, yeah. But uh, usually they were just doing their own thing in isolation. And yep. uh, so I guess for that reason, it doesn't. It feels somewhat natural for them to be off mm. a, a 20th Century Fox instead of interacting with all the other Marvel characters. Yeah. So. It would be nice if they if a deal could be struck there too. Oh and, sure, and also you know to to bring the Fantastic Four back oh, into my the gosh, fold, yeah. as Chris mentioned.
0: Yeah, that that I agree with too, Chris. Um, Spider Man and Fantastic Four, especially both of them based in New York, really miss them being in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So much is happening in New York alone with those did, movies.
1: Did you see the FF commercial? Uh, it was from the Super Bowl, I think. Yes. Uh, <laughs> what was your what a I, doom-laden tone? I, I, I no, don't no know. No pun intended. What's your impression?
0: I don't know. It just didn't seem all that great to me.
1: I don't think I
2: saw the commercial during the Super Bowl. I, I saw the trailer that they released sometime before that. Yeah. Is, is that the same? I think it's the same. At least
0: what I remember seeing is the same.
2: Yeah. Well, it's not enough to make me feel excited or concerned either way. It, it's a It's a
0: little more to make me feel uh, a little concerned. I don't know that I would that I'll jump to go see that in the theater when there's so many other good things to go see. Again, I'm kind of giving it a judgment before seeing it, saying that it's not going to be as great as what I would spend to go see it in the theater. You know, if the kids want to go see it, yeah, we'll go see it. Kind of, kind of the same way I did with uh, the Amazing Spider-Man Two. I had no intention to go see that in the theater, but Ben wanted to go see it. He wanted to take a friend, so we went. If that comes up and they want to see it, I'll go see it. But if not, I wouldn't cry if I missed it in the theater and just wait for it to come out on video.
2: I'm sure I will go and see it in the theater when the time comes. Well, if you go let me know, maybe that will be an excuse and I will go then.
1: Uh, I'll definitely go. I have to go. I, I, I have to see all these movies. It's my duty.
2: I, mean, I have to go. <laughs> well, that's
1: true. Um, in a but, uh, rather
2: literal it, sense, you know, as, as a uh, pr- proprietor of a comic shop, uh, people will expect you to be conversant on these yeah. subjects. Hey, and it, and it, It's so
0: easy for me to say, yeah, I don't want, won't go see that. But if someone says, hey, we're going – yeah, all right, let's go. <laughs> It wouldn't I mean, take twisting of an arm to go do it.
1: One of my students uh, at the high school I teach in uh, was telling me some things he heard about the FF movie. Now, granted, there's always plot points that come out that may or may not be in the final version we see. But uh, some of the stuff he was telling me, I must admit, was a little alarming. But, uh, you know, again, it's out of context. You know, I want to see it in the context of the actual movie. Sure. Uh, when it's finished. But, you know, once again, I-, I hope, like with Spider-Man, they eventually can get the FF into the cuz you know the FF is the beginning of, of the silver age Marvel universe so yeah it'd be nice to see them in there so i'm but again then i saw the at the trailer for ant-man which looks immensely fun i thought uh, so too i love paul rudd i think he's a great choice for scott Lang, and i'm a huge michael douglas fan so i'm i'm really looking forward to that film and the helmet looks great i mean yeah. i really like the visual uh quite a bit so
0: I I guess with with Fantastic 4 it not that the first two that they produced were so great. I enjoyed them well enough, but they were by no means as great as what Marvel Cinematic Universe is producing.
2: There was still a lot of room for improvement. Oh yeah. Movies. I I I don't think they sucked. No, to, no.
0: They could have been better. And and I get to me this is the same feeling I get at this new FF movie. I I kind of thought it was a little unnecessary to restart yet again. Similar to Amazing Spider-Man. I didn't really feel the need to restart it and tell the origin yet again. Even though I enjoyed that first one, uh, I don't know. I'm just a little more skeptical when it comes to FF, given its history in the movies so far. But we'll see. I could be completely wrong, and I'd be happy to be proved wrong and enjoy it more More like, God, when Guardians of the Galaxy first was announced, I thought, oh, no way. There's not a chance that's going to be great. And that's probably top two of mine. Favorite. It flip-flops between that and Avengers uh, being you my know, favorite.
1: I, I had that on the store again in the store again this oh. past uh, weekend, and that movie is so fun. Every oh time God. I have it on, I, I just find myself sitting down, and especially for certain scenes that I especially enjoy, that there's such great humor in that movie. There is. It's, it's, it's got a lot of great – it's got the, like the great fun, almost like buddy movie feel to it. It's just – it's really enjoyable.
0: It's uh, such a great rapport between the cast man. and the way it was written and how they all interact together. And I, I, I've i watched it so many times or at least listened to it so many times that it it's so – so funny to me how far they come in such a short period of time in the movie. They take only the first, like, 20, 25 minutes, and they're boom. You know everything you need to know, and you're off on your adventure. And that's it. And the whole rest of the movie is the adventure. Just that—that that is a pinnacle of Marvel movie right now for me. And I, I just can't I, get enough of it.
1: I can't wait to – my favorite part of the movie is the master that is the soundtrack. And yeah. Oh, yes. I, I, I can't wait to hear what they put on the second mixtape. Oh. Um because the first one is so damn good. Uh, So, you know, I'm really looking forward to that.
0: That's such a gateway for the kids, um, especially my older one. He loves it. He can sing every one of those songs better than I can, as far as knowing all the words um, and trying to just belt it out whenever he hears it. It, it It's so much fun to watch him listen to that and ask a couple questions. And I'm not so great at the the 70s music as what I used to be or what I think Murd would be or or probably even you, Chris, but uh, it, it was a hell of a soundtrack. As soon as I went down a sampling of those things the first day it was on itunes man i downloaded that puppy like crazy this is a great great idea to to use that and intermix it with the movie the way they did
1: oh it's again i thought it was a master stroke and my kids too enjoy listening to that they'll, they'll put it on the ipod sometimes so
0: and I, w- I was doing stuff uh cleaning up the bedroom um doing laundry and stuff and i had winter soldier on again watching that such a fantastic film um I've list I saw Avengers was playing over the weekend so I was as I was cleaning up the kitchen in the living room I had Avengers on watching it Iron Man 2 was on and the kids were watching it I had Iron Man 3 on the other day and was watching it I they're doing such a great job across the board I just can't get enough of the whole entire universe
1: well last night the boys and I were trying to catch up on Agent Carter and uh, we just watched I believe the third episode Um. I think that is so well done. First of all, I'm a sucker for a good period piece, mm-hmm. um, and uh, I surely know you are, Adam. And the dynamic between her and Jarvis is oh outstanding. My gosh. Yeah, um, he's a great addition. I love seeing the actual human Jarvis. I do too. And uh, it's just, it's just, I love it. stories that take place like in the in the 40s and the 50s. You know, the clothing, the music, the, the automobiles, all of that, and just the way they just really explore the fact that she's more capable than anyone else in that office oh yeah because of the prejudice of the time you know she has to sort of pretend to confine herself to this, this you know meek secretarial role but uh, Haley Atwell is wonderful I mean yes. it's, it's it's really fun I'm enjoying that thoroughly
0: and what's the what's the the cafe they go to uh, what's that called the, the, the automat. the automat. Um yeah. the the attention to detail in all of the sets and scenery is fabulous <laughs>
2: One d- detail that was overlooked, though, I think someone on the forums pointed this out, though, that it doesn't make a whole lot of sense for there to be waitresses in an automat to Well, start that's, that's true. That's
1: very true. That's yeah. very true because, as we all know, automats were essentially restaurant vending machines, yeah. basically. Like, you know, you would go in and get your full meal. Um, there's, there's no need for a waitress, hence the term automat. This
0: though. is a special one. <laughs> <laughs> How else are we going to meet some of these characters?
1: Exactly.
0: <laughs> yeah, but you're you're right. Um, I hope that that's something that they continue, whether it be with Agent Carter or um, branch out and try other things, that in these interim breaks for the winter season or even the summer season and bring a, a, a six-issue or eight-issue limited series onto the TV to be a miniseries on TV. I think it's a great idea and something Marvel seems to be very adept at doing.
1: Speaking of that, did you guys see the trailer for Daredevil? yes. Oh, yes, man. I I'm Ugh. getting
0: ready to sign up for Netflix so I can watch that bad boy Ugh. as well.
2: Uh, was that I am... was that aired during the uh, during Agent Carter last week? Uh, I don't know. There, there was a commercial of some kind for it, which I missed because I happened to be looking down at the time. Hmm.
1: <laughs>
0: I don't remember it, but I fast forward my commercials through there if I see something, I'll stop. I saw it on YouTube, but I
1: saw it on YouTube. Um, I it on YouTube. It, it's oh, I'm I'm so excited. The guy they picked to play Matt Murdock is a, is a perfect choice. I know him from Boardwalk Empire, from Stardust. Um, uh, Rosario Dawson is in it. She plays uh, what's Murd? Luke Cage's old flame, Claire. What's her last name? Oh, I forgot. yes Yeah, she, she's a character in, in, in Daredevil in, the, in this in this series. Hmm. So that's that's really cool. And there's just, I'm psyched. I, I really considering Marvel's track work and considering how poorly executed the Daredevil movie was. Which we'll talk about in more detail when we do our Daredevil Spotlight and Daredevil in the 2000s down <laughs> the road. Um, this, I, I'm really confident about this, and I'm, I'm really excited about it. So,
0: the return of um, Flash and Arrow. Um, really enjoyed Flash. Not so much the first episode of Arrow. It was okay, um, but it, it's it's growing some uh, some steam again uh, with the first two or three episodes. I forget how many are out now. But uh, I've been glad to see that come back and, and be able to watch both of them. Kids are still loving, absolutely loving Flash. They will do chores, dishes, <laughs> homework, whatever they can do to get done so that they can watch Flash the night it airs.
1: Yeah, I'm a little behind on both of those, more Arrow than Flash. So the Arrow, we finally, we were a season behind. We finished, we, we binge watched season two over the Christmas break. Ah, excellent. Which, which was awesome. Wow, I was so impressed with how well done that was. Um, and then we're we're about four or five into the third season. Flash, we're just a few behind. But um, it, 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 I mean, I enjoy both of them. I think they're both well done. I think the actors they have for the characters uh, capture them very well. I, I think the guy, the guy who plays Barry Allen, I think, is perfect.
0: Oh, absolutely.
1: I, I, I forgive me. I forgot the actor's name. But, Grant uh, Gustin. That's, that's right. Thank you, sir. I think he's just he has almost that that so that wide eyed optimism and that like you know that yeah. That hope, which is so intrinsic, I think, just to the Flash character, that 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 you know that sunny cheerfulness, and uh, you know, it's, it's so well done.
0: And and let alone some of the actors that they've brought in from the previous Flash series to play, portray different things in the show. Um, I like his interaction with uh, Iris's father. Just that's a my favorite superhero TV show right now.
2: Mm. It may be my favorite superhero t show, not uh, TV show of them all, actually. That could very well be, and, yeah. And I'm, f- I'm actually pretty far behind at this point right now. I, I haven't seen well, – little since the midseason break ended, I haven't okay. been able to catch up. So I, uh, from going rogue on, I have not seen any. It's, That's it's good. I've, I've read somewhere that uh, there was a quick uh, Oswald Loomis cameo in oh. that episode. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, gonna, I think there was. <laughs> <laughs> old Uncle Oswald making his way into the DC TVU.
0: There's a lot of good things going on in Flash.
1: Well, suffice it to say, I think we're in a, you know, not to, not to be too hyper hyperbolic, but again, this is comics, so why not? We're, we're we're I think we're in a bit of a golden age here for multimedia presentations of these oh, characters. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 an exciting time to be a fan of these characters in terms of them being on the TV and, and film.
0: Um, and so. Something I did that I, that I haven't done recently also is when I'm reading those books catching up on the things that I had mentioned, I actually pulled out all the copies, all my floppies of them and carried them around versus the digital copies that I have on an on an iPad. Um, I just kind of was in the mood and uh, fun to read. I, I love reading them on my iPad, but I still love reading the actual books as well. And I just, like I said, pulled a whole chunk out and thought, well, let's try it this way for a while. And I've been carrying them around everywhere I go. I have a, a stack in my backpack now that I'm – of united and a couple other things that i'm getting ready to catch up on so it was fun to read floppies again the way i used to
1: yeah i mean due to the fact that i'm getting the shop i always have a huge pile next on my nightstand and on my floor next to my bed always trying to get through them and i i just finally i'm almost caught up in all the avengers titles <laughs> in, ter- in terms of new and, and the flagship title before secret wars and hickman is i think he's still knocking out of the park uh, i'm really enjoying uh, this 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 epic storyline he's building with the incursions of different planets and so forth, and I'm really interested to see where, where where they're going to take that and then this this big event that they have coming up.
0: Very cool. So yeah, I'm excited for that too. Secret Wars and and the the whole new Marvel universe afterwards. I'm excited about that as well. Some some good things both com- both big two companies are putting out there. I think they're going in a good direction. All right, um, that's it. We'll close out the show. It's good to talk about some current events as as we try to do as often as we can. Um, this episode was brought to you by InStockTrades.com. Go to their website for your trade paperback and hard paper hard paperback, Jesus. Oh. Trade paperback and hardcover collected editions, original graphic novels. If it's on their website, it's in stock and ready to ship to you. And let's see if I hit the right button here. I can't read it. That's not the right button. It would help if I turned the music up, too. (laughs) Aye, aye, aye. That's crisis. These are the the production
1: values that come to know and love at CGS. (laughs) These are,
0: because uh, even with my glasses on, I can't Uh, read this tiny, tiny printing. uh,
2: We're hearkening back to the Jamie era now.
0: (laughs) Oh, this is terrible. Let's try that. That's not it. Boy, that's old school. (laughs)
2: Hearkening back still further. There we go. Hey! (laughs) <laughs> ah,
0: son of a gun. You'd think after all these times, and I don't no. do it near as much as Pants it's does. It's
2: okay, You're not usually juggling this many different duties.
0: <laughs> well, I was looking at the list for DC on my iPad. I'm checking out texts from my wife on my phone, and I have this list. I'm looking at the board for the recording going and the music. Oh, it's a little bit too much for me usually. <laughs> but that's, that's my problem, not yours, and not why you called, as Pants would say, to bring him in there. Visit us at ComicGeekSpeak.com. To send us an email, the address is comicgeekspeak@gmail.com. at gmail.com. To leave us a voicemail, the number is 267 702 6642. Stop by the comic forums and let us know what you think of these announcements. Like we keep saying, it's a great time to uh, be a comic book fan, multimedia out there. Follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook. We would like to thank everyone who contributes to the show, who sends us little knick-knacky things to clutter up our table with. We absolutely love them. <laughs> And as always, we are uniting the world's mightiest heroes, one listener at a time.